Welcome to On the Road with Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from the Idle Chatter family of podcasts. I invite you to jump in and join me. Along the way, we will get to know some really interesting people and their stories. Be it farming or firing orders, these folks are passionate about growing things or making horsepower. So let's get this bad boy fired up and head off to Destinations Unknown. Hello, my friends, and thank you for welcoming. Thank you for welcoming. Thank you for coming back and being with me on the road. I'm a couple of seconds. I messed it up already, right? But you know, what's happening is we're going to have a wonderful on the road episode today. But we are down with, the, with my guest, who you don't know who it is yet, all right? And uh, we're down in Bob Ida's shop in Morganville, New Jersey. So it's a little bit different environment. It's an actual working shop environment. And you're going to hear some traffic outside on the highway. And you can hear some other things and some echoing from being in the shop, but he's a beautiful shop and he's a good friend of mine and he was gracious enough to allow me to use this building to record today's On the Road. And this is a very special On the Road episode to me because the person that I'm having on as a guest we has been a long time listener to the show and that's not why he is on here because he's a long time listener but because he is a very interesting and passionate man and his name is justin foresee and he lives in south jersey and he is believe it or not <clears throat> he's an attorney by trade so he goes to his law office every day he works for a law firm which he'll tell us about but he has a strong heart a strong passion for agriculture his his grandparents have a farm in Alabama. Uh, they used to have a farm in Virginia, and he'll tell us all about that. He has a passion for machinery. He has a passion for all of the things that make him a wonderful candidate to be an on-the-road guest. So I'm very excited. It's been a long time for us putting it together, and I am honored to have met to 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 have met Justin today, and. I just want to welcome him to the show. Welcome, Justin, to On the Road. Well, thank you very much, Ray. It's it's a pleasure to be here. I've, I've been listening to you since, uh, I guess, the summer of 2021, both the radio show and the podcast. And it's it's really, it's something to, to finally meet you in person. And thank you to Bob Ida. I, his hospitality has just been... Well, well, thank you so much, and I want to sincerely thank you for being a listener, and it's uh, it's an honor to have someone like you, and, and you're the first attorney I've had on the show. Well, maybe the last. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I didn't mess up your name, did I? No, no, no. All right, all right, because I have a good friend of mine who's a Jason. Oh, yeah. And you're Justin. Yes, yes. All right, so and his last name starts with an F, I won't use it, mm -hmm. and your last name starts with an F. So, I'm called Jason much more than you, you probably Really? Yeah, All right. Well, I'm going to call you Justin yeah. <laughs> because that's your actual name. And now your name is pronounced Forsee, Forsee? Forsee. Forsee. Yeah, like you see your estate. So Forsee. And that is a French heritage, right? Yes. So what is your background? Uh, so on my father's side, it's uh, uh, French-Canadian okay. uh, and English. Okay. And my mother's side is Italian and Scots-Irish. Oh, wow. So you're really your United Nations. Yes. Your United Nations. Yeah, very yeah. much so. And now, uh, so let me ask you something. You, you're you an attorney by trade, mm -hmm. and we're going to discuss that, and how you got there and what was the impetus for that. But how did you find my show? I mean, I'm, 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 I'm just humbly asking because, sure. you know, how, how did you find it? 
so in 2021, I started um, uh, my, my township, my, the, where I live in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and I have uh, a little garden plot that I lease from the township every year. And it was a Saturday morning. I was working <laughs> in the garden plot, and I had rural radio playing on, oh, okay. on, my, on my phone. Okay. And at 11 a.m., Oh, you, this you guy came, came on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, wow, okay. And I was really, really impressed and, 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 and wanted to learn more from you. Just the knowledge that you had in that 30 minutes was incredible. Uh, and so I found your, your uh, podcast. I turned my father on to the podcast. Well, thank and, you. And every Wednesday, I look forward to it well, now. Well, 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 thank you so much, and, and I'm honored to know that you're listening to it and now you know, that your dad is listening also. But you know, you, in this business, you never really find out how somebody finds you. Mm -hmm. Now, this garden plot, what do you raise there? So this year was a little bit different. Um, I, instead of one, I had two plots. Um, and so I had a pretty eclectic, um, a pretty eclectic uh, mix. mix. Yeah. So we we grew a little bit of sweet corn. Okay. Um, three different kinds of tomatoes, uh, two different kinds of onions. Wow. Um, uh, string beans, um, uh, three different kinds of peppers, and two different kinds of potatoes. Wow. How big? How big? Big enough plots? Uh, they're twenty five by twenty five. They're not. They're not giant. Um, but when uh, you're weeding them, they seem a lot bigger. Yeah, they're, yes, yeah. And, and actually, I've started to do a cover crop. That's okay. why I have a crimson clover on them right now. Oh, wow. And that really does cut down on the weeding that I yeah. have to do throughout the year. And uh, so, so when, how long is the rental from when? Six to months. Six months, yeah, okay. it's the beginning, or I'm sorry, it's the middle of April, so roughly April 15th until roughly October 15th. Okay. Now, I know that this past uh, growing season, you had an issue with you had some corn lodge, some corn knocked down. Did that any, ever recover to any extent or no? So the corn did recover. I was able to harvest it. Oh, good. Uh, Thank it, God. It never grew any higher than it was on the 4th of July. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. But did you get anything off of it? I did. Yeah. The, the ears were small. They weren't really marketable okay. for what you would use. Yeah. Uh, but they were certainly edible. Okay. Um, and if anything, you learned the life lesson with it, right? I had that, no idea the corn would stand back up. Yeah. Yeah. You, you learned. Well, it's like anything in life you got to have that happen once right. you know what I'm before you know it we don't we, we never know the pitfalls of life until until it happens but you know i just want to change direction for a minute if i can just to give the audience a little bit more of your background so there's a car industry component because some of on your on your on your family side they were worked with general motors and then yes. they have car dealerships can you please share that with us a little yes. bit yes yes so my great-grandfather his name was harry burton and uh, he worked for General Motors in the 1950s, um, and he was responsible for traveling the country and opening dealerships for, for General Motors. And so my grandmother, um, she, she, stayed, she, she always says that she never attended school for two years in a row. She okay. was constantly in a new school. Um, so he was um, in charge of that. And there are certain members of my family that uh, you know, got dealerships in, in mostly in the uh, Chesapeake area. Chesapeake, in, Maryland. Maryland, right. Uh, my grandfather uh, did not get a dealership. He worked at a training center in, um, it's on Pleasant Valley and 38 in Moorestown. Okay. Not that any of your listeners would know exactly Well, you'd be surprised. We have listeners in the Philadelphia area yeah. and uh, New Jersey, yeah. Uh, well, at least one. Right, right, at least one. <laughs> Two now with your dad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but he worked at the training center for 32 years. Wow. Uh, and I remember my dad telling me a story. Everything was GM when oh. he grew up. He had GM glasses. They had GM dinner plates. Everything in the house was General yeah, Motors. Was, so. Yeah, that was wonderful. And so now, so how many dealerships did the, that part of your family own? That, so I'm not, <coughs> I'm not very clear on those details. Um, I think... It, I 
think two, maybe. Okay. Yeah, not many, but, okay. but I think they were Buick dealerships. Yeah, Buick dealer. Yeah. And how long ago did they get rid of them? Um, I, I'm not sure. Okay. I, I don't, okay. I don't know. I, it probably, I think the Great Recession, 2008, okay. might have been kind yeah, of a watershed. Yeah, because GM, right, they, right, that was kind of, uh, a lot of things fell apart. Then. Yeah. 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 So that's uh, so that was on your mom's side. That's my father's oh, side. Oh, father's side. Yeah. Now, what about your mom's side? My mom's side uh, is mostly farmers. Okay. Um, and it, they could be hobby farms. They could right, be regular right. farms. Um, my uncle, I know, uh, his name's Barry. Uh, he was a diesel mechanic for okay. a long, long time. In fact, he worked at a Buick dealership in South Jersey, and then they moved uh, when he moved to Alabama, which I'm sure we'll get into. Right. Yes. Uh, he was a diesel mechanic, and we would spend um, a lot of time in the summer down there on that farm. Uh, and that that was part of my um, initiation introduction yeah yeah to, to vehicles and my, my father was constantly working on them in the driveway okay. and that's where I really learned most of it um, but uh, it certainly uh, a little bit different working down there on the farm so what's your dad and mom's name because we're taking to listen to the show because they never told me yeah 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 we sent them to law school they would give us a plug <laughs> my dad's name's Glenn, Glenn and my mom's name's Lynn Lynn, okay. Mm-hmm. And what does your dad do? Is he, is he a lawyer? No, no. My father, is a, he's an estimator and a project manager for a uh, commercial flooring company. Okay, so they do big jobs. Yeah, so actually, if, if with his previous company, not the one that he's with now, his previous company, if you've walked into a Target in the tri-state right. area, uh, Pennsylvania, right. New Jersey, New uh, York. Delaware, New York, yeah, uh, he's the, he was the ma- he was oh, the wow. project manager for the flooring for that for that target. Wow, very interesting, mm-hmm. very interesting. Did he see that dog with the black around his eye? Oh, I'm sure he did. <laughs> I'm sure he saw quite a few of them. <laughs> yeah. So so now does you, so your your dad has a has a passion for cars, machinery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And what about anybody in your mother's side? Because you'd sent me pictures because you went down to Alabama, which we're going to get into, and you brought home this beautiful old Ford tractor. But when the picture the pictures that you shared with me of the rainbow over the farmhouse and mm-hmm. what have you there was like a, a motor coach in the background i think there was a semi and everything so uh, what's happening down there with that stuff so that's my uncle barry that's my mom's brother okay uh and he was the diesel mechanic okay and so he was also a cb and he would accumulate oh, he was a, a cb yes yeah, wow CB can do about, yes exactly yeah 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 for about 20 years uh, and uh, he's he's gotten very good at collecting uh, okay. vehicles. Oh, so those were his? Yes. Yeah, they're all his. So do they use the motor coach or anything? Uh, he did for a while. Uh, he now has a fifth wheel that he uh, attaches to a tractor trailer. Okay. And that's his main right. um, yeah. uh, recreational vehicle. Right, right, right. Yeah, they pull those fifth wheels like they're not even back there. Yeah, yeah. yeah they do. Because the fifth wheel, the pin is supposedly at the same height as a semi. Right. Right. So you could hook that up. All the, all the carnival guys do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he has a, <coughs> a, a small trailer that he tows on the back of it that he puts a little smart car on. Wow, nice. Mm-hmm. That's good. And that's down in Alabama. Yes. Yeah, You're right. Down there. So now <clears throat> let's turn the clock back if that's all right. Mm-hmm. So I could, so we could get, get a timeline here. So you actually were born in New Jersey. Yes. And you were born in what area of New Jersey? So I was born in uh, Mount Holly, which is Burlington County. Okay. Um, and then we lived in a town called Medford for Medford. six months. Uh, we lived in an apartment in Medford. Uh, it's also Burlington County. And then my parents bought the house that I grew up in okay. in October of 86. Okay. And so I was there until I was 29 years old, left, you know, finally okay. out of school. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, got my own apartment with my now wife. And, yeah. and now we live about a half hour from, we're a half hour north of where I grew up. Okay. How, do you have any acreage with the house there? 
Uh, no, uh, it's it's on a it's on a quarter acre, but it backs okay. up to woods. Nice. Um, and so, right behind the house I grew up is the um, the uh, is intercontinental telephone line. Okay. Uh, and so you cannot build there. And, okay. And, and there's probably uh, twenty or thirty acres of woods behind okay, me. Okay, good, nice. So I grew up with dirt bikes and 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 mini bikes and things, just riding in the woods constantly. What kind of dirt bike did you have? I had a YZ125. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah nice. I, also, I had a Honda Fifty. Um, that was my first, oh, my first, my first mini bike. We purchased it in Alabama. We were down there for a vacation. Okay. Um, and we were at my great grandfather's house and somebody had made one in their garage and they brought it over and my great grandfather told my father to buy it for me. Okay. And we did, and we put it into the, we had aluminum minivan, a Chevy Lumina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1991 Chevy Lumina. Put it in the back of the car and drove. 800 miles back to New Jersey with, 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 the, with the, the minivan in the back, back. Yeah, yeah. yeah whatever Briggs and Stratton or if it yes. comes yep it, a rope start yep yep yeah. exactly a yeah. red mini bike yeah did you break it often uh, no I, so I still <coughs> I still had training wheels on my bicycle oh wow when, when you had the mini bike boy right and so we got home and I told my dad to take the training wheels off, off and I, I, I finally got it uh, and then I just rode the mini bike around for a while. Was your mother going crazy when you were riding the mini bike? I don't think she was a big fan of it. No. Okay. They usually not. No. No. I don't think she was. But I was the first one on my block. I, yeah. I grew up in a, in a development. Right. Right. I was the first one on my block with a, any kind of motorized vehicle okay. as a child. Uh, and then slowly but surely, all of the the male children on the block yeah. they, they got quads and dirt bikes, right, four right. wheelers. Yeah. Now, do you have any siblings? I have a twin sister. You have a twin sister. I have okay. one twin sister. Yeah, she's oh, so yeah. one minute older than me. One. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. One minute older than you. Wow. Yeah. So she told you what to do all the time because she's more experienced. You know what? I, I, she was. Uh, she was. What's her name? Her name's Candace. Candace. Candace is, Hamill. Is, oh, she's married. Yes. Yeah. Does she have eight children? She make you. Uh, uh, she has two little girls. Yeah. Nice. She has a Reese and Maya. Well, are they twins? No. 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 They're uh, just. I mean, they're they're separate. Their birthdays are about a week apart. Okay. But they're. Um, two years okay and where does she live uh she lives in ariel which is where we grew oh up. so she stayed in new jersey yes yeah you're right so 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 now <clears throat> basically we have this new jersey young man kid right mm -hmm. born in new jersey you have grandparents that have a lineage to virginia right and mm -hmm. alabama at mm -hmm. one particular point and then you grow up you got the woods behind you what do you think made you the person that you were? Was there any? any you know, I, that's I a hard question because I could not answer that if you asked me. It would, and it's, I don't expect one thing to pop up. So, what do you think made you? Because it respectfully, it you don't fit the mold. No, of, not at all. Of most people <laughs> that I would, that I met, there were attorneys. Right, right. No, I, I and I'm saying that respectfully to both people who are attorneys mm -hmm. and respectfully to you. Well, I. Quite frankly, I take it as a compliment. Oh, thank but, you. <laughs> um, I, I, so I've tried to prepare that uh, a similar answer to, or an answer to a similar question, kind of getting yeah, ready for I'm, the podcast. I, I'm deposing you. Right, exactly. <laughs> you have to talk this lawyer lingo. You know, he's on the other side of the microphone with a deposition. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's somebody in here yeah, yeah. transcribing it. Yeah. Um, I, so when we first bought the house, um, or when my parents first bought the house in the 80s, uh, they did not, it's a two-story, okay. um, but they, they bought it, and the, the, the second story was just studded out. Okay. It wasn't finished. And I remember watching my dad and my grandfather, just, it, they, they finished the house themselves. And I think that 
was probably the seed. It doesn't have to do with automotive work, but right. working with your hands right. and, and being self-reliant. And I think that was probably the seed okay. that was planted. That was the catalyst. And then it was nurtured through, you know, my dad showed me how to do brakes and right. oil changes and then going to Alabama and working on tractors right. and, and things like that. And I think it, it just, it kind of cultivated the... Right. It had to no grow like intended. a crop. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. Now, do you have a recollection, and I'm, like I said, I'm putting you on the spot, mm-hmm. to of your first exposure to the family farm in Alabama because you grew up... In a, in a suburban environment, mm-hmm. you had the woods behind you, so it wasn't like you were in, Bro- in the Bronx, right, right, or downtown Philadelphia. All right, and then, but when you went and saw the farm, do you have any recollection of that? Did, do you think that that triggered something in you also? Uh, well, it certainly triggered something in me. Yes, I I, I can't tell you my first memory right, from of the farm, not. Um, but yeah, it, it had a huge impact on me. I I, I would come home. Come home um, in New Jersey. Good, yes, yeah, back to New Jersey, and I I would set up my own corral in the oh, backyard. Wow. I, I I wanted to have cows and and things like that. And how old were you? You think then, more or less, five or six. Okay, so yeah, so yeah. it was it was it was basically really a monumental trip when you went down there. Oh yeah yeah I mean to this day it's still, I mean that's. That's, yeah, that's that's the place. That's the place, place to, to be. be. Yeah, and we're in Alabama because we have a lot of listeners down south. So it's in Section Alabama. Section um, S E C T O N. Uh, yes. Yep. Yep. Uh, T I O N. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is right out to the mo- the major city that it's near. Well, the the, the closest city is right. Scottsboro, which I never heard of. Uh, northeastern Alabama. Okay. Um, probably two hours south of Tennessee. Okay. Uh, maybe an hour south of Tennessee. Okay. It is an pretty hour rural. Yes, yes, it's very rural. Uh, it's up on Sand Mountain, uh, okay. which is, some people have heard of Sand Mountain. Um, it's an hour east of Huntsville. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so did right Huntsville off the Tennessee grow, River? Did did Huntsville grow much towards that area? Um, not really. Good. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> no, and, and Huntsville is a it's it's. I, I'm not a city person at no, all, I, but I like Huntsville is much more. It's a southern city. It's right. It's you know, a smaller it's city. Out. It's yeah. spread. It's got the uh, you know. It's got some history there, right? Yeah, it, it with, has some incredibly intelligent people. Yeah, with the missile base and yeah. uh, yeah. Redstone, Redstone Arsenal. Arsenal yeah. yeah, Charlotte and I were there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, as patriotic as I am, the show's not about me. But when we went to tour of Redstone and they showed us the rockets and the test stands, I said, oh my God, I, said, I must have paid, like, I couldn't even, all the taxes I paid, they didn't pay for one screw in right. the end. <laughs> 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 screw, you know? Yeah, yeah. And the test stands and what have you. So uh, <clears throat> that's wonderful. But you did, we, we got together with Bob and we had breakfast. But I'm going to have to, lamb- I'm going to have to lambaste you. Okay. And I never really lambasted anybody on oh, the no. air. All right. But you're a, I think that you're a southerner at heart, even well, though you're you. in New Jersey, right? You're a southerner at heart because it's what the, where your heart is, mm-hmm. right? Where your heart, yes. right? <laughs> heart is, right? No, 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 no disrespect. But you never ate in a Waffle House. I what know. kind of southerner are you? Uh, it's, uh, I guess the imitation kind. <laughs> I mean, you believe that? I mean, I mean, there's not a lot of people down south. And you're in the, you know, so the next time you go down south, there's one, there's a couple in Pennsylvania. Are there? Yeah. All right, you got to go to a Waffle House. You got to tell your your, your wife, uh-huh. look, we got to pull them to the Waffle House because yeah. you have because it's the most wonderful experience. At least it was years ago mm-hmm. because the waitresses don't write anything down. Oh, really? They don't write it down and they remember it. And then the cook is right there. 
Okay. And then they and they have their own lingo. Oh, okay. And then they yell it at the cook. The cook is standing at like really? three feet away and go, scramble, smother, scatter, scatter, repeat, and they do that again. Really? Yeah, so it's a one, well, that's how it used to be. Okay, yeah. But that's that's how it is. So it's, I was very disappointed. No, I, I was I, actually going to pull a plug in the whole show. No Waffle House, <laughs> forget about it. But so you, so, you know, to get back to the stuff that matters. So you went, had, did you used to go down to your grandparents in Alabama often? Uh, we'd go down for the 4th of July every year. Oh, did they have like a 4th of July festival in the town there or anything? Um, they may have. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, they used to shoot fireworks over the Tennessee River. Okay. I, I enjoy shooting fireworks off myself. Watching them isn't quite as exciting. Okay. And you never blew your hand up, so that's pretty good, right? Uh, well. You came close. <laughs> uh, I, at one time, I, I uh, lit a, a, a brick off, yeah, and I, I didn't throw it fast enough. It did go off in my hand. It felt like I was wearing a glove for about six months. Uh, that is the New Jersey Bar Association know about that incident. No. no. All right. Well, they do now. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. I'm already in. All right. You're already in. Now, you, could, well, you, could be deep, you could be what? Disbarred? Yes, right? you could. Yeah. You could be disbarred for blowing off fireworks, right? Yeah. So you're supposed to be an officer of the court. Right. You're not supposed to be blowing off fireworks. So now, you, when you used to go down to Alabama to the farm, that, you know, were you involved with any of the activities there or did you just do kid stuff? No, I, I would try to, I, my, my uncle and my dad would kind of um, uh, go off and, and do their, not do their own thing, but go off and, and hang out at the shop and things like that. And I would tag along with them and they would often treat me as if I was older than I actually was. That's good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and so I remember they, they threw me the keys to a car one time and told me to move it. And I was probably nine. Okay. And it was a stick shift. And right. What had, was it? Do you remember what it was? I don't. I think it might have been a Bronco. Okay. Hey, it was a Ford. It was good. And you're a GM guy. I, I'm surprised there wasn't like rejection in there. No, no. Well, so my uncle's a Ford guy. <laughs> oh, hey, I like he, that guy. Get him on the show. He was a Mopar guy in the 70s when okay. they switched to Fords. That's what I did. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. A little bit later than that. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, it, they, they just kind of took for granted that I had no idea how to drive a stick when, right. when you're that young. Um, and so, it, yeah, I, I would, I'd be on the tractor. And I'd be, you know, not doing... Right, right, of course not. You know, but you had exposure to definitely, it. Definitely. They yeah. had about 30 or 35 head of cattle. Okay, what kind of cattle were they? Black you? Angus. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So were they, were they calf cow pairs, mommy, mommy and children? Uh, yeah, yeah. They had one stud. Okay. Uh, his name was Black Jack. He was Black, gi just giant. a giant, giant. Yeah, yeah giant uh, bull um, but yeah they would they would keep most of the females and they would wait till the males were about 500 pounds and they would sell them okay yeah because sometimes you get those studs and they're not that much of a study especially down south when it's hot oh, they want to yeah. go underneath the shade tree the cows are moon yeah <laughs> yeah and he's sleeping yeah <laughs> yeah so blackjack blackjack yeah, blackjack, blackjack. Yeah. and uh, uh, <clears throat> I guess the only they named all of them but Minerva was the one Minerva uh, female that I remember oh that's nice yeah yeah so, so we 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 we're coming. We're going to be coming together. And we're going back and forth and bring this all together. So that was your exposure. Mm -hmm. So now <clears throat> I'm painting a picture, which maybe I don't have the right to paint. But you have you have this this country boy at heart that's really trapped in the suburbs, mm -hmm. right? You have you you like working with your hands. Mm -hmm. You like to be self sufficient, which is important. Right, be able to do something. You're riding dirt bikes. You're doing this. You're doing that. Right. You took your training wheels off because you got a dirt bike. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, how did that progress to you wanting to pursue a law degree? So, when I was 21, 
um, well, I guess before that, I, I, I had a job for a little bit at a Mazda dealership oh, okay. as a technician. Um, and I was That was out of high school? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was in college at the time. I was at a community college. Okay, and what were you studying in the college? Uh, criminal justice. Oh, you worked there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I spent a healthy eight years at a community college. All right. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's like fine wine, right? It <laughs> takes time to age, right. right? It really had time to sink in. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, I was trying to figure out what I was going to uh, do. And, and my dad had always said, and his father said the same thing to him. You, if you get a trade, no one can take that away from you. Correct. Um, and so the first trade I attempted was automotive mechanics. Okay. Um, I, I had no um, uh, official training right. or anything. I just, I, I, I just drove around to different dealerships and said, I'd like a job. And yes. Maple Shade Mazda was uh, okay. unfortunate you, enough to hire me. Gave you the chance. Yeah. yeah and how, long did you chance. how long did you work there? I was only there a few months okay. um, because uh, a good friend of mine whose name is Kalen Wilson. He's asked that I mention him on the show. How, what's his first name? Kalen. Kalen. K-A-L-I-N? Uh, yes. Yep. Not Caleb. Kalen. Kalen. Yeah. And Wilson. Yes. Okay. Yeah. W-I-L-S-O-N. Yes. His father was the general manager for, I'm sure you've heard of Safety Clean. Yes. Yeah. So he was the general manager of a Safety Clean branch in okay. Southampton, New Jersey. Okay. Um, and he was looking for a rep. And so he offered me a job. Uh, there, I had to get a CDL and, and wow, you have a lawyer with a CDL. Not anymore, but I, I did oh. have a CDL. Yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. I, I got I got rid of it when I got into law school. Why um, was that? Um, it's more expensive to uh, to um, uh, renew your license every year okay. if you have a CDL. And even if you're in your personal car, not that I I can right, right. drinking and driving, right? But I know it all conveys to the CDL. But yeah, it it reduces your uh, right. what you're allowed to. And I I did not want to get in any kind of Right, yeah, of course trouble. not, right. So, so I gave that up. So you're working for Safety Clean. Right, yes. Were you, were you servicing the units? I was servicing parts washers, and I was picking up and transporting hazardous waste. Okay. So Safety Clean goes to a lot of right. uh, factories and <clears throat> things and picks those up. And so what, did you drive a box truck or a tanker? Uh, mostly a box truck. I'd say 90, 95% yeah. uh, box truck. I drove a tanker every once in a while. Okay. Um, but it, that wasn't my main, right, my right. main purpose. Uh, but that put me in a lot of different shops and a Gave lot, you a lot of, of exposure yeah a lot um and uh I, I was doing that for a while but i i it, it's it's difficult work um and i didn't want to be doing that when i was 50 okay. and so i i within the same mindset of finding a trade i was already going to school for criminal justice i enjoyed it um and i was like well why don't i just try to go to law school right and, right uh i didn't at the time i knew one lawyer my my wife would babysit their children um your wife I, now your my, wife my wife now, she yeah. wasn't your wife then no 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 <laughs> not back then yeah um but i didn't really know any lawyers or anything okay. and, and and nobody in the family no, was an attorney no nobody in the family was an attorney um it was kind of a i uh, just i'll just try it i'll just see if it works and and it you know, so far it has. Oh, so. it, it, it's wonderful. Now, when you were studying, a lot of people, younger people who study criminal justice, have a desire to go into law enforcement. Mm -hmm. Did you have that desire? That was the original intent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I took a criminal law class uh, at Camden County Community College. And I, I realized that I, growing up and, and uh, I guess my lack of exposure to the law, uh, I thought everything was pretty black and white. You know, this is illegal, right. this is not. Right. 
And when I took the criminal law class, I realized well, there's a lot of gray area there. Yeah. And that's that's what lawyers make their money. They, you know, right, right. That's what they're for. They're right. for the gray area. Because right. if, if it's like a machine, go, no, go gauge, you don't need a machinist. Right. It either fits in a hole or don't fit in a hole. Right. But that gray area. Um, and so I, I realized that I think I think I liked the interpretation rather than the enforcement of okay. the law. Um, and I, I love criminal law. I, I, I did an internship at the Camden County Prosecutor's Office. Oh, it really? was a great time. Yeah, yeah. But you're not a criminal lawyer now, are you? No, I do mostly corporate commercial litigation. And what does that mean? So corporate litigation um, is uh, kind of the interaction between stockholders and boards of directors or officers of companies. Okay. Uh, it could be uh, stockholders who are filing lawsuits for to challenge decisions of, of the boards of directors of the, um, or the officers. It could be stockholders trying to get information. It, you know, it runs the gamut. Um, commercial litigation, which is what I do a little bit more of, is a lot of uh, contract disputes. Um, I do uh, some uh, like catastrophic loss. Um, uh, I'm dealing with a, a case now where uh, the, the, I'm the defendant. Uh, the plaintiff claims that a laptop had burned down a school, and I represent the laptop manufacturer. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, it's very, very, very interesting because every case is so different. Every case, yes. Yeah. Every case is so different, and and probably your your previous experience in life, going to the farm, riding a dirt bike, working at the Mazda dealer, having a CDL, and don't you don't have to agree with me, and then you know pumping out safety clean machines because mm -hmm. I had a safety clean for years. Mm -hmm. All right, the thing is that that probably gave you a, a perspective to look at some of these litigations that you were either defending that a person who did not walk that path that you did and have that rounded background would not see things. I think it would give you eyes that see. It, yeah, it absolutely has. I, so the, the two, I guess, most demonstrative examples I can give you, uh, I, I represented a, a company that makes spiral freezers. I don't uh, even know what that is. Uh, they're, they're giant industrial freezers that a raw product, hamburger patties in this okay. case, would enter and they would spin around. Oh, really? Um, and they would freeze and then come out frozen on the other side. Wow. Um, How long was the throughput in there? Uh, That's the engineering making to ask you. That has nothing to do with the show. Probably hundred and probably hundred feet. But no, how long would it take to freeze them? Oh, uh, thirty seconds. That quickly? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Very yeah, very fast. Um, but <clears throat> I think my mechanical mindset was right. much more um, valuable for that case, yes. just because I, I right. it, it's a custom-made freezer, and I can understand. And you could you could you could see what has to happen. Right. Right, you could be you could be in harmony with it, right? Instead of being an abstract concept, which to another attorney would be an abstract concept, not a bad guy, but abstract concept, right? Right, right. And then also you being involved, and in, I mean this is my way of thinking: you being involved with agriculture and seeing things, maybe in that. But but it, it gives you, and I think that's something that's missing today in so many instances, and that's why you are truly blessed from my perspective by your family giving you that exposure and that mm -hmm. background because you become a rounded, and I say this sincerely, a rounded individual and you're using those life experiences in the courtroom. Yes, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. If my wife and I are fortunate enough to have children, I, and I, we have a son or a daughter, whatever she, you know, I, I definitely want them to work some kind of blue collar job. Yes, get, and have that the experience. And, and that's you know that's what made America. Right. I don't want to get off on a tangent, but you know we had guys who, who had young people who worked on a farm or their factory, 
worked in a family worked in a factory and they had a garden in the back and they had this and that right. and then they went to school and they took another path but they never lost that fundamental education right that foundational education that you cannot get from a book right right that you can so that you can so now so now you decide that so you go into school you're working for safety clean mm -hmm. you said well i don't want to pump chemicals until i'm 50 years old mm -hmm. So maybe forty nine. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great job. Don't you know, no, no, it is. It, it is, is a fantastic. And, it's a, and somebody has to do it. Yeah, yeah. And it, it it allowed me to pay cash for my college tuition, which is wonderful. Right. So I didn't take. I did take student loans out for law school. Right. But nothing. Which is which is unheard of because people are coming into the field with two hundred thousand dollars right. worth of debt. Right. All right. So now you decide that you so you're taking this criminal justice class, probably maybe planning on taking a, a, a law enforcement. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm just giving you know, rehashing this for the audience and correct me if I'm wrong. And then you decide that you want to be possibly on the other side of the law, the gray area mm -hmm. in computer logic. They call it fuzzy logic, right? Not white or black. <laughs> okay. Right. That's uh, an algorithm, right? Funny, fuzzy logic. And the thing is that it's actually a computer term uh, is that um, that's my whole vocabulary about computers. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so now you decide that you maybe will talk you took a, a criminal justice class in school mm -hmm. that you may want to go to be a lawyer mm -hmm. and now so now you come to your mom and dad mm -hmm. said um the safety clean guy wants to become an attorney yeah that's wonderful oh, i don't think they believed me they didn't believe you no <laughs> i don't think so no. we're gonna fire him next uh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, when are you going to get over these childish dreams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, it's, um, I don't know, I, I remember, I remember sitting in the safety clean, tra so there's a test that you have to take before you get into law school, it's like a, it's like okay. the SAT, or the SA, SATs, but it's for specifically law school. I remember sitting in the cab of the truck um, behind a Wawa, uh, and for your listeners that don't know what Wawa is, it's a, uh, just a, a large convenience right. store they have gas pumps and everything like a Casey's yeah 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 or uh, yeah uh, sheets I sheets, guess that's a Casey big one Casey's sheets yeah. Um, but uh, yeah I, I, and I am going to get come and go oh really yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I I I just studied for the test and I did decent enough on it I didn't I didn't blow it out of the water it, it didn't destroy me um, and uh I, I applied to a school. I got in, and the rest is history. And what school did you go to? Uh, it, at the time, it was called Widener. It's in Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, okay. Widener University School of Law. It's now called the Delaware Law School. So you had to stay down there? No, 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 no. I, I, I lived with my parents. And uh, how far was South, that? It's about an hour. Oh, not bad. No, no, no. Not bad at all. Yeah. So, and I commuted every day down to Delaware. Uh, I actually, I'm barred in Delaware, and that's primarily where I work. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you, so you, so you went there, and... Uh, now, the first day of law school, mm -hmm. did you say to yourself, what did I get into here? Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, so that, the, what they say, the, they say the, the first year they work, uh, the, the first year they, um, what is it, they, they work you to death, no, they scare you to death the first year, they work you to death the second year, and they bore you to death the third year. Oh, okay, and was it three um, years? It's, yeah, for a full-time program, it's three years. Okay. Uh, if you go part-time, it's four. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, you're not allowed to work your first year. Oh, really? You, uh, if you go full time, 
you can't have a job or if you do it can only be like 12 hours a week or something okay. you just you're not allowed to work it has to be your entire commitment so your family had to support you to yes yeah yeah, yeah so they, they had to be in in with this yes yeah yeah and they were and, and my parents were they allowed me to move back home at 24 okay and and and, uh, and go to school and now was your sister still at home at that particular point my sister had just married okay uh, so she her, got married young yeah yeah she got married and uh, she moved out her room became my office okay and then my my bedroom is right next to hers okay. um and i lived there uh all through law school uh, i graduated in may of 2015 oh wow and then uh i moved out in august so you're new to the field yeah relatively yeah wow yeah. wow that's yeah. a, that's exciting i've been in private practice for uh i guess be eight years okay. well I, I clerked for a year which is is as soon as you get done law school, uh, if you have the opportunity, you're able to work for a judge for one year. It's called oh, a clerkship. Now, do you get paid for it? Or is it like you, you do. You do. You're, you're a state employee. <clears throat> okay. Um, and you're, you're basically the lawyer for the judge. And okay. So any research that needs to be done, uh, I write all the opinions, things like that. Okay, um, wow. And so I did that for, a, I left my clerkship a little bit early because uh, I got a job at a private firm. And is that the um, firm you're at now? No, I originally got uh, hired at Eckerd Siemens, okay. uh, which is, it's a larger firm, but it's not a Reed Smith. Okay. Uh, so Reed Smith is where I am now. So Reed Smith is where you work now? Yes. When yeah. you say it's not a Reed Smith, in what context do you, are you saying that? Eckerd Siemens has about 250 lawyers, maybe 200 lawyers. Okay. A Reed Smith has 2,000. Whoa. Yeah, it's a big firm. Whoa. <laughs> so see, I used to have my own, I mean, I still quasi my own business, but when somebody tells me how many employees, the first thing that comes to my mind is it's a lot of paychecks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's five thousand employees, but wow, um, it's all it's it's multinational. So wow, that's that's wonderful. Yeah, that's wonderful. And um, and I I'm gonna go off on a tangent for a second, which I'm famous for. But is there that many litigations that they could keep five thousand people? Because it's so highly specialized. Um, okay. You know, so there are some lawyers that are just deal lawyers, and they just do M&A, uh, mergers and acquisitions. Right. Uh, there are some lawyers that just do government investigations. Okay. There's some lawyers that just do commercial litigation. Okay. Um, some that just do uh, life sciences. You know, um, uh, and they uh, have enough work with it. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, they have enough work. <clears throat> now, there's a, I'm just for my own curiosity, I'm sure there's people in your audience that may have some level of curiosity of this, but... Does a law firm of that magnitude, like it's called Reed's, Reed, Reed Smith. Reed Smith, mm -hmm. all right. Uh, <clears throat> do they have a sales force? Do they have somebody who no. goes, so, so how do they get their clients? Um, so it's mostly relationships. Okay. Um, and so sometimes the relationship will be, I went to law school with somebody, they're now in-house counsel at, at DuPont. Or, oh, okay. Or some, and they, they have a need, they'll call us. Some, okay. Um, sometimes it's, it's, uh, just pre-existing relationships. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, but it, it's mostly you, just, So there's nobody knocking on doors? Uh, I mean, they, they certainly make pitches. Okay. Uh, sale, uh, you know, uh, representation pitches. Right, right. Uh, but no, the, no okay, cold well, calls or anything. Really? Wow. Very, 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 very interesting. That's fantastic. And the... Uh, now, what I wanted to just go back for a second <coughs> is that... <coughs> excuse me. That if... You really liked criminal justice, but why did you take the other path, the business side? Uh, you can make a lot more money in the business oh, side. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you mean the criminals don't pay a lot? Uh, well, they do. They do. But I, I would, I'd rather be prosecution. Okay. Yeah. 
and that's a government salary. It's it's great work. It really is. Um, but uh, it's it's more lucrative to be on the private practice side. But you wouldn't want to be a criminal lawyer, private practice. I don't think so. Oh, okay. No. No. So would you say you want to be in you want to be like a district attorney? Yeah, or an assistant DA. Yeah. So you would be prosecuting the person. Correct. Okay. So you didn't want. I got the. I had the wrong impression. I thought you wanted to to defend the person who was being. What's what do they call that? The the the, the defendant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Correct. So, oh, you didn't want to be on that side. You want to be on the prosecution side. Uh, I, I would prefer it. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. You know, I, I'm older than you are. But today with the internet and with everything, did you ever watch the old TV show from the 70s, The Paper Chase? No. I remember there was a, there was a poster of that in the, the law school library, though. Well, you got to look that up. Yeah. They had this. It was about young lawyers going, you know, I don't know what year law school was. And, was, and the whole thing was their life in law school and this professor. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, you have to, you, have, you will definitely enjoy that now that you're out of law school. I don't suggest listening to it prior to going into law school. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I think I remember hearing that it's, it's, uh, it's relatively accurate with the Socratic method yeah. and everything like that, where, like, you don't raise your hand in law right. school, you just get called on, and then you have to That's answer what's the called question. the Socratic method? Yeah, it's called the yeah, Socratic method. Yeah, you always method. used to call everybody mister, you know? Yeah, yep, they still do. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Fosset, and he yeah. had, his, had his very voice like this. Remember, like mm -hmm. the old E.F. Hutton commercials? No, I don't. Yeah, you too. Oh, forget, yeah. about it. forget about it. I think my socks are older than you. <laughs> so, so that's wonderful. So now <clears throat> you went to the first law firm, mm -hmm. and you were there, mm -hmm. and it was basically the same type of business? It's, yeah, basically the same stuff. Same courts. Same, same courts. Yep. Now, do you spend a lot of time in court? I spend a lot less time than I thought I would. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm probably in. I'm in court more now than I was during COVID, obviously. Yeah. Um, but even now, a lot of the, a lot of the um, hearings and everything are all remote. Oh, really? A lot of them are. Yeah. Um, I will be in court this Tuesday okay. um, for a hearing that I'm just observing, um, and then I'll, I was supposed to be in court Wednesday for an in-person argument, but that's gotten postponed. And um, where would that court be? Oh, they're both in Delaware. Both in Delaware. Delaware Superior Court. Okay, wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you yeah. do spend some time in court. I do. Uh, that's Going twice a week is probably the first time I've ever done that in my career. Really? Yeah. We don't. Uh, there are some firms and some lawyers that go constantly. Uh, and, and I think criminal lawyers are, are probably the most. Um, yeah. They, they, they have the most appearances. Right. Um, on average, I'd say once or twice a quarter, I probably get no quarter. So, how would the case be settled? The dispute be settled? Be settled out of court? A lot of times it is. Yeah, uh, okay. it's either settled between the parties, or you have what's called mediation. Okay. Um, and the mediator may be a judge. It may be a retired judge. It may be another lawyer. It's just some neutral third party. And, they, and you accept their? You don't have to. Oh, no. you don't have to. No, 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 no. You don't have to. Okay. No. And no, you basically when you go to mediation, you you put together excuse me, a, a mediation statement uh, that gives um, kind of a high level of, of what your case is about, your strengths and okay. weaknesses, and what you're willing to settle it for. Those are confidential. Okay. Um, and then both sides give it to the mediator, um, and then the mediator tries to come, come to up some with some... Happy medium. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody should be a little bit disappointed. Right. Yeah. But that's what they say, right? Everybody should walk out of the courtroom grumbling a little right. bit. Right, right. Right, if they, uh, if the uh, when I used to, I was a young man, I used to watch the paper chase, and believe it or not, at one particular point, I 
had dreamt about being a lawyer. Oh, really? I don't know about what type, but I dreamt about being a lawyer. Right. I guess we short-lived. <laughs> ah. So uh, now, as far as when you just um, just a legal question mm-hmm. for you. So when your type of cases is that it is that all decided by if you go to court is that decided by a judge that's not a jury case. Most of our cases are bench trials, so it's decided by a judge. Okay. Um, I have. The, so the one now with the laptop will probably be a jury case. Okay. Um, I've never tried a case in front of a jury, but the one partner I'm working with on it uh, is very good. Uh, okay. And so I, I, I think... Would that be a pettit jury or full 12-person uh, jury? Uh, it's, the, it's the Eastern District of Pennsylvania, so I think it would probably be... I think it'd probably be a full 12. Okay, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So that's a, that should be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a fun time. It's a fun, so there must be a lot of preparation work that you have to do for that. There's an incredible amount of prep leading up. Yeah, the the two months leading up to trial really? are just yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I used to be a Ford stockholder. So just so I could get context of what you do in your professional life, mm-hmm. is that I, mean, I was Mickey Mouse. But the thing that so if I was a large Ford stockholder and I didn't like the idea that they were making electric cars and putting all this investment, in, then I would come to a firm like yours. Yeah, yeah, and it, a lot of, um, at least in Delaware, uh, which is where a lot of that litigation happens, um, there's something called the business judgment rule. Okay. And so a lot of what companies do, if it's not a conflicted transaction, you're, if the boards of directors and the officers are not getting some personal benefit that's not being shared pro rata by the company and the stockholders, yeah. then it's not really challengeable. It's, okay. it's subject to the business judgment. Courts won't um, second-guess the business judgment of boards okay. of directors. But if it's a conflicted transaction, if, or if you want to find out if it was a conflicted transaction, then that's the, the process that you would go through. Okay, very interesting, very yeah. interesting. So, so uh, from, a, from a safety clean guy to the courtroom, that's an yeah. American success story. <laughs> well, thank you. No, seriously, <laughs> I mean, so all you safety clean guys. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> but there needs to be people cleaning those safety cleans. Yeah, I, I, I loved safety clean. I, I Did really, you really? I loved that job, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and what did what, what what was so passionate about it? Uh, well, I, I guess a couple. You got to drive a truck. Yeah, that's, that's always cool. <laughs> which was my first word, actually. Big truck. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm mean, just feeling the power of that. Of a, I, I drove an international mostly. Okay. Um, when we drove tankers, it was a Pete. It was a Pete. Wow, nice. Um, but uh, yeah, that uh, just being in shops like this, like yeah, Bob's, just right, just getting uh, going to, to factories and seeing just seeing see how things are made. Yeah, and seeing, yeah, yeah, just very, very interesting. Yeah. It, yeah. It, the, the world is full of wonder when you see all of those things. Right, right. And I think, you know, and that's what, you know, you go, wow, look at that. Look how they made this. Look at this. I never saw one of these before. No, it's a, it's, it's a world full of wonder. Yeah. And that's what makes you a good attorney is that wonder. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you a success in that field. So now we have a couple of other things. We have a lot of things to talk about. Mm-hmm. All right. So now I know that you're recently married back in June, right? Yes. June uh, 16th. June, because my parents was June fourteenth. That's right. Yeah. Flag day. You got married, and you got married in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. All right, and you have to tell us about your beautiful bride. How did you meet your bride? Tell us, share. Abby is her name, yep. correct? Yep. And her family has a history in car, the car industry, right. but she doesn't have a history in the car industry. No, no, she doesn't have any history. Uh, so Abby, no history at all. <laughs> That's a good type to marry. <laughs> Sorry, Abby. That's fine. <laughs> no cats meowing. I could get a pass if the cats meow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we we met quite a bit ago, actually. We met in um, oh, what was it? Uh, seventeen years ago. Okay, whatever wow. it would have been. Um, 
and uh, uh, she was uh, very good friends with my now bro- with my now brother-in-law. Okay, um, who uh, his name's Brian. Um, so that he married your sister. He married my sister. Okay, right? so she was good friends with Brian. Yes, yeah, and that's how we met. Um, and her father was a uh, train. I, I, I don't know right, the train. exact. Yeah, right there. Yeah, he, he worked at a training center. He was an right. instructor at a training center. First, it was Honda, uh, which is in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Right. Uh, and they had then, a big presence down there. Yeah, yeah, they still do, I think. Um, and Subaru had a big presence down there. Subaru's headquarters is in Camden, New Jersey. It yeah. used to be in Cherry Hill, which okay. is where I live. Um, but they moved it about five years ago, okay. I think. It's a beautiful building. Um, but uh, he was, yeah, so his name is David. Uh, he worked for Honda, and then the entire time I knew him, he was a, 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 an instructor at Hyundai, or Hyundai. Hi, 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 Hyundai, yeah. I pronounce it wrong. Uh, so does a friend of ours, actually. Yeah. His name's Basil. He, he calls it Hyundai, too. Yeah, yeah. And how are you supposed to pronounce it? I guess Hyundai. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> From Catswamp Road. <laughs> I emphasize the first one, Hyundai. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was, so he was, he had, so his background was all in that. Yes, yeah, he, he'd done that, I think, uh, from the time he got out of college in the 70s. Okay. I, I think that's what he had done. So he probably went to Honda first, because there was no Hyundai back right, then. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, he went to Honda, yeah. So, so, she, so she, she grew up with an association in the car industry. Yes. And yeah. what did she do in, in her career path? Uh, so she, when she got out of college, she went... Abby, not she, right? Yes, Abby. Abby I have to call her probably my wife also says, call her by her name, not she or her. <laughs> so Abby uh, graduated college in 2009. Okay. Uh, and then she worked, uh, Abby went to go work for, um, uh, uh, it's called Liberty Resources. It's a kind of a social work. Okay. Um, and she worked with people with physical disabilities. Okay. Uh, and she worked in there. New Jersey and uh, uh, mostly in Philadelphia Philadelphia yeah. you're a suburb of Philadelphia yes. where you are. yeah yeah we're 10 miles from Philly we're yeah. not, not very far um, and she did that until February of 2020 okay. uh, and then her company was downsizing and she oh she worked for a company it was a company yes yeah yeah a, a state contract okay uh, and and but she she wouldn't actually provide the in-home services what she would do is uh, she managed a team of people who would visit uh, the in the, right, the right. customers in their homes to okay. see what services they need, and then they would find other right, providers resources. for those services. Um, but she worked there until February of 2020. It was uh, a f- COVID. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a downsize. Uh, she was laid off. Um, okay. She could have gone to a different position, but uh, yeah, it was it was crazy times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so now she takes care of two dogs and two cats. Well, we're going to get into that. Well, that's good. She's mommy of two dogs and two cats. Right, right. So that's, that's, that's we're going to have to get into deep detail with that. Yeah. Deep detail. <laughs> but uh, so now, uh, so you were... So you, when you, so when you met her, you were not an attorney yet. Obviously, seventeen years ago, she only graduated a number not that long ago. Right. No, I, I wasn't even. Uh, you I wasn't a safety clean guy. No, not yet. No, it, this was pre Mazda. So I was, I was working at Best Buy. Okay. Uh, I was in the install bay, and so I was mostly putting in car stereos. Oh wow! Um, uh, remote starts. Um, well, you are a very eclectic attorney, I, I have to say that. <laughs> I've had quite a storied career. Yeah. Um, at, at that time, the um, audio was... Uh, was big. Yeah. 
Yeah, like the the Boom monitors, yeah, 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 yeah. In, the, in the back of the headrests. And right, things. right, right. The movies and yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't see that so much anymore. No, because people have it on the phone. Right, right. But Twenty years ago, that was big. Yeah, that was big. I used to get me so mad when yeah. I used to see it because I grew up where my parents showed us America. They showed us things, and I grew. And I'm not saying that I'm what others should be judged by, mm-hmm. but. It was the I was the the world was full of fun. I always use the word wonder, wonder. I'm like, wow, look at that! Wow, look at this! Look at this! Right. And I see these these I used to see twenty years ago these people going down the road in the in the minivan, uh-huh. right? and each kid is sitting back there. They're not looking out the window. Right. They're watching some sort of movie. Well, you could have stayed home to do that. Right. Right. You know, they're saying, look at that! Look at a cow! Look at this! Look at that! You know, and look at all of that. So uh, so I used to really that always used to irk me because the wonder of the world they were missing. Right. Right. Yeah, there's something to be said for sitting there and being slightly bored, but just, you know, seeing what's going on outside. Yeah. And, and I, I think it's, there's some value to that. No, there's a lot of value because you never you may be bored this second, but you don't know what's going to come down another 100 feet. Right, right. So it's a... And it gives you time to think. That's right. You know. So now, did Abby complain when you... Because when, I know when you work with safety cleaning, you get that certain smell on you. Uh-huh, yeah. That she's oh I know where I I know I know when Justin is coming home. No, she's you know what I, I really got lucky with her. She doesn't. Um, she, I can I can come in the house covered in grease, covered in grime, and, and she's just oh, okay. Anyway, okay, I guess I got to do laundry. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good. because so, that's safe to clean. Let's get into his into his clothes and everything. Yeah, yeah. So we actually weren't allowed to take our uniforms home. Oh, okay, for, because I guess litigation. Right, or whatever. right. But uh, no, we had to put them in a bin and, and right. Cintas took care of it. Oh, Cintas. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, so now you've been going, so now you went to law school, you graduated. Um, when you did, um, we, it must have been very stressful taking the bar test, the bar yeah. exam. Yeah. So I, I took two, I, I'm barred in uh, Pennsylvania <laughs> and my original bar was Delaware, uh, where, where I originally took the bar exam. Um, and so I graduated, uh, law school on, May 25th, 2015. Okay. Um, and I basically made it a full-time job. So you take the bar. It's the last Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in July. Okay. Oh, it's only once a year? When I took it, it was only once a year. Wow. Um, and most jurisdictions allow for a bar exam in July and allow for one in February. Delaware was not that way okay. when I sat for it. It is now. They, they've, they've since opened it up to February uh, test takers. Um but I would just, I'd study from nine to five, Monday wow. through Friday, until the 4th of July. And then once the 4th of July hits, you have to study 12 hours a day, seven days a week, until that test day. That is grueling. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the last hump before wow. you get into the, it's, you know, the fraternity that is. That is. Now, know. now um, this is a personal question, mm-hmm. I mean, personal for me, is that when you were in law school, did they teach you how to study? Um, because I don't know how to study. Oh, so they didn't teach us how to study. Uh, the big thing was do what works for you. What they taught us to do is how to write. Okay. And, and like, like how to write an answer to something. It's called IRAC. So it's issue, um, rule, whatever lo- rule of law you have to apply, and then application and conclusion. And that's... That, that's kind of what is hammered into you. So when you were saying you were studying twice, 12 hours a day, mm-hmm. were you reading? Were you writing 
briefs. What were you What were you doing during those twelve hours? Uh, so in the morning, I took a, and just about everybody does. You take a bar prep course, and okay. there are companies. It's a whole industry of just preparing people for the bar exam. Uh, it's jurisdiction specific, and in the morning you would either have a live lecture, or you'd have some kind of recorded lecture that you could watch, and then you'd have practice tests that you would take. Okay, uh, and and you would figure out the, much like your um, your toolbox tests. Okay. It'll tell you why you're right or why you're wrong, okay. and so you you run through them. Um, I would make up my own flashcards, and I, I think there's a lot of value in just writing things down. Yes, because it gets you to remember. Right. Um, and and I would do that or study with friends. Wow. Yeah. Now is this is this uh, was this this study was it specific to uh, commercial law or was it just broad based? So you know generally what topics are up right, could possibly be on the test. You have okay. no idea what the questions are going to be okay. or what topics. So there's I don't know. So my bar exam. Uh, the first day is essays. There's eight essays, uh, four in the morning, four in the afternoon. Um, there's probably 12 or 16 topics, uh, areas of law. So it could be wills and trusts. It could be corporate law. It could be criminal law. Uh, you don't know which of the, the 12 or 16 topics they're going to quiz you on or they're going to test you on. Uh, but you're, you're only going to be tested on eight of those. Okay. And then the second day is what's called uh, an MPT. It's a, it's a practical test, yes. and so they'll give you a closed packet, and they say you have to write a will, or you have to write a memo, or something like that, and you have to do two of them, and then the third day is 100 multiple choice questions. Okay. It wow. takes, I think it takes six hours or eight hours. Wow. To do it. Yeah, it's not, it's not a... It's not, it's not the toolbox test. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is very, that is very, very grueling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And wow, that's, that's, and what do they charge you to take the bar test? Oh, I don't remember what they charged. It's a few hundred dollars. It's, well, not, not, I thought it was going to be in the thousands. Well, the the, the prep is yeah. The the, uh, the prep is probably three or four thousand dollars. That was bar an acronym for something. What does bar no, mean? No, uh, if you're ever in a courtroom, uh, and you'll see, um, so you know the galley where yeah. the, the where the the observers sit, and then there's a um, a half wall. Yeah. And then the attorneys sit on the other side of that okay. half wall, right? Uh, in the middle of that half wall, you'll see uh, a little gate or a little yeah. door. That's the bar. Oh, And so okay. you're taking the bar to enter that part oh, of the I room. see. I never knew what it meant. That's what it means. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So you're entering the bar. So, wow, very, very interesting. Now, stay, now that, that, that's, that's a wonderful one. That surely, certainly is a, a grueling challenge to be able to, to do all of that, take that and all that studying, and it's easy to get burned out. But that's wonderful that uh, you were able to accomplish it. Your family must have been so, well, not must have, they have to be so proud of you. I think so. I think so. It's, I, so I'm the first attorney in the family, uh, or lawyer, or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Um, but yeah, it's you know, it's. I, I don't think anybody really saw it coming. I certainly didn't see it coming. Yeah. Um, but it's so far, it's worked out. Well, that's wonderful. Thank God. Yeah, that's yeah. wonderful, and it's. Uh, and I and I think also whatever that you could go to sleep at night and put your head on the pillow and not saying, "Well, geez, this guy was really an axe murderer, and I got to try to get him off this." Right. Right. You know, or he is an axe murderer. I'm a prosecutor, and something went wrong, right. and I ha and and he's free axe murdering again. Right. Right. So not to be judgmental, but to get back to the other side of Justin, I know I had known from our conversations and emails back and forth, the text, the text messages, that recently 
your grandmother down in Mississippi passed away. Is that correct? Yeah. Not Mississippi. I mean, Alabama. Alabama, yes. She passed away on, I think it was June 15th, 2022. Okay. Um, and so we went down there for the for the funeral and everything. And we've since been back to the farm. To, we're starting to clean out everything. And how old but, was she, may I ask? Uh, she was 85. 85. Yeah. Is, is, so uh, is, is her husband still alive? No, no. And actually, uh, before I forget, <laughs> her birthday is your anniversary, or your parents' anniversary. Oh, June 14th. Yeah, June 14th, 1937. Wow. She was born. Um, but no, so my grandpa- I'll always remember that, and even though I didn't know what's her name. Uh, her name is Betty. Betty, Betty my sister's name is Betty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, uh, so her husband, my grandfather, was Ronald, uh, and he passed away in 1987. Okay, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. It was right after they had purchased the farm. Wow. Um, and they were building the house. They hadn't moved down there yet, um, but he, he passed away, uh, you know, right before they went, and, went and to just, Alabama. And I'm sorry if I didn't- get that time so did they move from new jersey yes okay yeah so they lived in a, a town called mount laurel which is where the right yeah the, the dealership or not the dealership the, the honda training right. center is okay and what did he do for a living ronald he was in charge of the logistics of the philadelphia navy yard oh wow yeah so he was a civilian employee of the navy correct yep. wow Wow, was he a was he a navy man? No, he got seasick, so he didn't go. In, he was in the army. Oh, yeah. Yeah. well, he can't be in the navy; he's seasick, right? Unless you're land, <laughs> unless you're on land somehow, yeah. scraping the hull of the ship, right? Right, right. In the navy yard, so well, that's wonderful. And uh, <clears throat> so, did she just did she just succumb to old age? Did she hit what? She had a stroke in. It was actually uh, June fifteenth, twenty twenty. I think it was, um, and uh, she. Um, was partially paralyzed, um, and so she, uh, we we brought her up from Alabama. Okay. Or actually, from te- she went to a hospital in Tennessee. Because um, you were near the Tennessee border. Yes. Yeah, we were very close, and that uh, it, she went to a University of Tennessee hospital, okay. um, and then we brought her up here, and she lived with my mom. My mom took care of her. My mom and dad right. took care of her for two years, and then uh, yeah. eventually just succumbed to her injury. Wow. So she basically was a long, long time because of her husband husband died in 87 yes yeah yeah so she and my uncle lived on the farm my entire life until the stroke wow yeah well i guess the first 18 months they lived up here but then so the uncle being her son is yes that correct? yeah correct and uh, you know that, i know i i couldn't help but think when you were telling me that that he that he died while they were building the house right on the farm mm-hmm. that that's such a bittersweet yeah yeah, you know, I, I, he never saw the house. They planned and built the house together. They planned on this life together to be right, on the farm. Right, and then he never made it to see it. That's, yeah, that's uh, you know you could uh, you could you that's very 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 sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very sad because it was something that uh, almost like a, a baby dying. Right, right. Yeah, and he so he's a, he was originally from Philadelphia, um, and he they my grandmother and and he met at Redstone Arsenal oh, right. actually because he was in the army. Uh, and he hated Philadelphia. He hated the city. Yeah, he, he just to, he wanted to be a rural he, yeah, country boy. He, yeah, he really wanted a uh, a vegetable stand like you have. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but that's what that's where you got that's where you got your some of your things from, right? I think that part of the bug might be from that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, so. it's in it's in it's in there. So now I know that you have a heart also for God's creation for animals, like yeah. I do. And I know that you had, only because you had shared this with me a while back, not today, and uh, you had gone down for, I guess, for your grandmother's funeral, mm-hmm. 
and a certain dog came into your life. We were on the... So, so we, please tell us all about that, because I only got bits and pieces of it. Uh, I'm happy to. Um, so we, we got down to the farmhouse on um, whatever day it was, um, and we were all in the back of, of the house, just on so the So grandma's on the gone already. Yeah, grandma's gone. Now, was, did I interrupt you? Was that the house with the rainbow over it? Yes. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, yeah that was that house. Um, and we were back there, and... The barn is, if you're facing, if you're at the back of the house, you're looking out over the property. The barn is probably three or four acres to the left. Okay. Uh, maybe 11 o'clock. Okay. If you're standing at the back of the house. And I saw this little dog with her tail going a mile a minute running up from the barn. Um, and she came up and she came to me and then kind of laid under our rental car. And okay. Everybody was... Uh, kind of joking, like, oh, you got to take this little dog home. And I said, no, 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 no. Because no, you already no. had a dog at yeah, home. Uh, we, yeah, we already have a dog. We had a, a five-year-old lab at the time, or okay. a six-year-old lab What's at the her time. What's her name? Is it, uh, it's a boy, girl, or lab? Uh, the, Bernard is, is the oh, lab. Okay, yeah. Bernard, yeah. Bernie. Yeah. Bernie. Yeah, exactly. Bernie, the black lab. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, she, but Nellie, the, the, is, is, she's a black and hit, a black and tan coon hound. Okay. Um, sorry if I'm talking so fast. No, you're not talking fast at all. Um but uh, so she came up and uh, she was a very sweet dog and she I think she kind of helped the family get through the But they didn't the know process. her she was a stray. You know, she was born in February um, or some maybe On somewhere the farm? between uh, the farm next door. Oh okay. Yeah. Um, so her mother was next door. Yes, correct. So she was like a quasi neighbor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A country neighbor. Country yeah. neighbor, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, and uh, we we went to bed that night. And I woke up at about four in the morning and I looked out on the back porch and she was still out there. Did you have a light on the porch? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we had a light on the porch. And I saw her stand up, turn around and lay back down. And I thought, I got to take this dog home. Yeah. <laughs> She's, I, I can't leave her here. Right. She's so sweet. And um, So she was young? Uh, she was less than a year old okay. when we brought her home. Yeah. Um, and so now the people next door didn't have anything to do with her? I don't care. Nah, it's... <laughs> It's a country dog. You yeah. Know, they come and go. and like, you know. Almost like a stray. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So Nellie's mother was not really the next door neighbor's pet. Uh, the Qu pet, but they don't really come in the house. And okay, quasi-pet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Abby and I canceled our plane tickets and, and uh, extended our car rental, and we drove 17 hours home. Oh, so the, so basically the rental car was from the airport. Yes, it was from the Atlanta airport, and we dropped it off in Philadelphia. Wow. Yeah. And so Abby was in on this. Yeah, yeah. Abby was, was uh, full throttle. Good. Yeah, yeah. Five volts on the TPS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. what. That's so, so now how was she on the ride home, Nellie? Uh, she was uh, pretty drugged up on Dramamine because she gets car sick. Oh, but you didn't know that at the time. Well, we figured it out the day before we left. Uh, we wanted to figure. We wanted to see how she'd be in a car. She had never worn a collar. She had okay. never been on a did leash. Did she let you pet her and everything? Uh, she did let you pet her. Yeah, yeah. She did, did. You have trouble getting her in the car? Yes. Yeah, we had trouble getting her in the car, um, and then we went down the mountain uh, to the Walmart in Scottsboro. Yeah. And she she vomited. Okay. <laughs> in the rental well, car. Um, what so, kind of car was it? I have to ask that. Uh, it was a Nissan. Um, SUV. Okay, like a, uh, like a Pathfinder or something? I think it was the smaller one. Murano or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rogue. Rogue or something. Oh, it was, yeah. oh, it was the Rogue. That's yeah. what it was, yeah. And she's going yeah. rogue on you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're um, supposed to vop it in a Nissan, yeah. so I like that dog. <laughs> and a Datsun, yeah. Yeah, a Datsun, yeah. <laughs> That's what it is, it's a Datsun. 
<laughs> yeah, so so she got caustic. And so, one, so is there a canine Dramamine or is it human Dramamine? No, we we it's just a, a baby Dramamine. We really? Cut it in half, yeah. And then we we uh, bought a shower curtain and put a shower curtain over the the seat. See? But she was okay on the way home. And you drove straight through. We dropped my parents off. Oh, in, they were in the car with you. Uh, in Atlanta, and they flew home, okay. and then Abby and I just drove straight. Wow, so she didn't have to go to a motel. No, no, at, at about 7 o'clock in the evening, we'd been on the road since 6 a.m. Right. Um, we were in uh, Virginia, I think, okay. and I was, I was considering it, but I think it would have been too much for the dog. She yeah. had never been off the farm. Right. They're too visuals. Way too much, too much going on. Yeah. yeah, and so let's just get home. We got her in into the backyard. She initially it, it took her some coaxing to get her in the house. Oh sure, she'd, she'd never, never been, been in the house. Yeah, she'd never been in the house. Um, but she's uh, she's adjusted so far. So. so and what year was that? Twenty two. Uh, yes. Yeah. So you have year. a little bit more than a year. Yes. Yep. And and and, and how, did, how did the other guy take to her when he brought her in? He didn't even notice her. He was just excited that we were there. Oh okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bernie. And, yeah, Bernie. So and her name's Nellie. I don't yeah. know if I said that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, Nelly is now uh, Bernie or Bernard would be they're, Nelly's best friend. Yeah, they're, they're inseparable. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. how uh, how old is Bernie? He's seven now. Okay, so he's got the young girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. My friend used to say, "Don't call something." He used to say, "That guy, my friend, hot." He said, "That guy's got a young wife." So of course they want to feed a young one. Yeah. <laughs> and now you have some cats too. We do. We have two cats. And what are their names? Uh, one is Virgil, and one is Brody. Virgil, Virgil, with yeah. a V, and Brody. Yes, so two boys. Yes, and what what what, what kind of cat today? Oh, I'm terrible with naming cat. Yeah, uh, and I how did you get them? Um, Brody was one that Abby had when she was living with her parents. Okay, and so he's he's kind of I think he's like 12 years old. Okay, um, and then Virgil, my, Abby's mom, her name is Susan. She volunteers at uh, an animal shelter. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, and so she volunteers in the cat room. Okay, uh, and and. This this stray cat came in. His name was well, I don't know what his well, name right, was. Right, right. They but, named him Virgil. Um, but uh, Abby went and saw him and fell in love with him uh, mm -hmm. and said, "We have to have this cat." I wasn't really in the market for. No, uh, you never are. New, but yeah, I'm glad we have him. You he's, never are. He's the he's the first cat I've ever seen that begs for food. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. He'll he'll sit on. We have a, a tiny. Uh, kitchen table, and yeah. he'll sit on one of the chairs while oh, we're having supper. Yeah, yeah, waiting for and, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, how did you get Bernie? Uh, it, it actually came from a breeder by you uh, in somewhere in Warren County. Okay. Um, and her so Abby's always had labs. Okay. And uh, her mom bought uh, a lab that they have now. He's two years older than, than my dog. Um, and Abby and I were in an apartment for uh, two or three years and kind of wanted to, you know, yeah. become a family and, right, and right. grow and everything. And so we, we got him from a breeder. Um, and he's he's the sweetest dog in the world. He's he really is the best. Yeah. yeah. So he he's an English lab, and so for anybody that doesn't know the difference, there you have an American lab and you have an English lab. Okay. Uh, an American lab is uh, longer, thinner, and taller. Okay. Um, uh, English lab, which is what Bernard is, is very boxy head, shorter and stouter. I never knew that. Yes. I never knew there was English lab. Wow. Yeah. Now, how do the cats get along with the dogs and the dogs with the cats? Uh, the instinct to chase is pretty is, is pretty strong. The, oh, really? the dogs just chase the cats all over the place. Yeah. And do the cats go out much? Uh, Brody does. Virgil's good at sneaking out, and he'll come back in like okay. ten minutes. Okay. But uh, we don't really want Virgil to go out. Okay. Now, do you have a like a backyard at your house? Mm -hmm. 
We do six foot fence. Um, okay. It's a regular suburban lot. It's, okay. And nothing really to write home about. But yeah. yeah. How much land is with that? Thing? Just a quarter acre. Okay. Just standard. Okay. And uh, and how far is your garden plot that you run from there? Four miles. Oh, not bad. No, it's not bad at all. <coughs> it's, it's it's nice because I can actually go there in the morning before I go to work. I can go there after work. Wow. It's yeah. Wow. Yeah, so the plot is, uh, it, it's in a neighborhood called Barclay Farms. It was a working farm from at least the mid-1800s. I think a little bit earlier than that, wow. but at least the mid-1800s. Then in the 60s, the farm sold 160 acres, and that's what they built the neighborhood on. Oh. But it still had a small, uh, I don't know, it's probably 20 acres um, with the original farmhouse on it. In the 70s, the township decided that they would lease it out for okay. like a community garden. And that's... It's so how big is that one. area that they lease out? Not just your plot, but how big is the whole... It's probably 20 acres. Oh, so there's a lot of plots yeah. there. Yeah, oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. So there are hundreds you, of plots. Can you rent more than your... You could. You said you had two plots this yes. year. yeah. Are they contiguous? Mine are not. Um, I have some <clears throat> friends there that have eight plots. There are two people that have eight plots, and they're okay. both continuous. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, very good. That's interesting. Now, also, you went back down this summer after you, were, after mm-hmm. you and Abby went down. Mm-hmm. And uh, so who took care of the cats? I know you said your brother-in-law took care of the dogs, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, his name's Kyle. He would take care of the dogs and the cats. Oh, well, well, because they stay at your house. Yeah, it's a one-shot deal. Right, so that's good. So everybody's there. That's, that makes it so much better because you could go, you could go with a clear conscience. Right. Right. You yeah, know, he's responsible. We know he's, he, and he loves animals. That's one. So. That's 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 great. That's fun. That's a blessing. Right. It's a blessing to have, because I know that Charlotte and I, now that we have all of the cats, and my father is gone, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we won't go any place together because right. you can't. Right. More than for a couple of hours. Right. A day trip, and even that you worrying. Oh, geez, where, where is this one? Where is that one? So, but to having somebody like that is a wonderful, is a wonderful blessing. I know you went back down to Alabama a couple of months ago, and from the pictures you sent me, it looks like you rented a trailer in New Jersey. Is that true? I did. I rented a 20, uh, 21 foot um, uh, tandem axle. You tandem axle, and you got this nice little truck that we went to breakfast in. This little GMC. Uh, uh, cat was it a cat? It's not a it's ca- a canyon. Canyon Denali, yeah. Denali, top of the line. It, yeah, yeah. Diesel. Yeah, it's got a little baby Duramax in it. You no know, four cylinder Duramax, and mm-hmm. very it was very very nice. A lot of low level of NVH. I was very impressed by <laughs> by the engine. NVH is noise, vibration, and harshness. So I looked at the attack when I was uh, sitting in the back. But anyway. So the thing is that, so you went down, you rented this trailer, mm-hmm. you took your bride with you, mm-hmm. all right? And what was the reason you took the trailer down to Alabama? There is an, an old Ford tractor. It's a Ford 1100 that okay. was down there that I, there are photos of me probably in diapers on yeah. that tractor. And it's in beautiful shape. It's, it, uh, yeah, it's <coughs> it kept under cover. Uh, its entire life. Did they buy it new, your family? Yes. I think it had 20 hours on it. When okay. They it was a demonstration. Demonstrator. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they, they've had it forever. Uh, there's a couple implements that go with it. What um, implements did you have with it? Uh, yeah. There's a there's a scraper blade, I know. Oh, good. There's a bush hog, uh, bush hog brand. And oh, a, really? And a non-bush hog brand. There's okay. two. Um, there is a, uh, there's a cultivator. And... So they're still down in Alabama. The blade is up here, but the other one, the other one, yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. And I think there's a potato 
Um, digger. Yes. Yeah. There's potato digger. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You make it more garden space. Yeah. I, I, I guess. Well, I'll rip to up the property. backyard. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a beautiful tractor, and so you have to tell us about that. So your family bought it with 20 hours as mm-hmm. a demonstrator. Mm-hmm. Now. You, and you said you didn't remember, well, you couldn't glean is probably the better word, not remember, what exactly year it was because of the plate was corroded on it, the serial number? Yeah, so it's uh, it's between a 1979 and a 1985, I think. That's when Ford made okay. these tractors, I guess pre-New Holland. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, it, there is a brass plate on the transmission. Right, and um, that corroded. Right, right. It's, it, uh, I, I need to figure out the serial number to figure out exactly what date it's from. The, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is that, so your grandfather bought that. My uncle bought that. It was after my grandfather died. Oh, after he died, because yeah. he died, what, in 87? Yes, correct. So he bought it after he died. Yes. So, you, so your grandfather never saw it? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, no, we never saw it. No. And it only has like 300 hours on it, right? Uh, I, Yeah, it had 460. Oh, 460, okay. When I brought it home. Okay. Um, and the 461 I, now. Uh, 462.5. Oh, yeah. wow, that thing, man. You're using that thing. You're running the wheels off of that yeah, sucker. Yeah. <clears throat> driving up and down the subdivision with that thing. Uh, I, so I actually have it in a storage unit right now, and I'm just driving it around the storage unit. But oh, okay. I, probably sometime this this month, it will come home, go in my garage. With the blade on to push the snow. Yep, yep. And, push it backwards. And I want to, uh, I, I just want to go over the tractor and, and kind of you know, flush out the, the fluids. Right, right. And, and just give it once over. Yeah, give it a good safety clean. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, is your wife going to have an issue with you? Keep, how many car garage do you have? It's a car and a half, so it's not a very big uh, garage. <coughs> so something's getting out in the, in the driveway. Yeah, so we, we don't park our cars in the driveway anyway. Oh, um, where do you park them? Uh, just, or, no, I'm sorry. We do park them in the driveway. We don't park them in the garage. Okay. Um, and so my, my lawn tractor, which is obviously overkill, but it's something to ride around. All what kind of lawn farm. tractor is it's it? It's a Husqvarna. Okay, fairly new. Uh, yeah, 2020. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, new, yeah, yeah. yeah. COVID Husqvarna. Um, that will go out in the shed. Okay, you have a shed in the backyard. Yeah, yeah, and then the Ford tractor will go in the garage. And now you told me the other day when we were talking about getting ready to do the podcast that the um, that you have an old two is old two stroke snowblower. What kind is that? It's a Craftsman with a Tecumseh engine. It was my father's. Wow. Um, my my mom. Is it a snowblower or a snow thrower? Well, I don't know the difference. Well, a, a snow blower is two stage. It's so it a has snow the, thrower then. Then it just has the auger, like the little one with the little wheels where yeah. you just push it. Yeah. It's not self propelled. No, it is not. So it's a snow thrower. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, a little two stroke, huh? Yeah, it's a little two, it's a 50 to one two stroke. Yeah, yep. yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 loud, it's it's noisy, and it's, it moves the snow. It's fun to play with. It moves. Wait till you get that tractor. You're gonna. I'm gonna send all the snow from Warren County down to you. <laughs> and what you do is you put the tractor in the garage with the blade on it, and mm-hmm. then you plow backwards out of the garage. Right. Push it into the street. Right. That's what you pay your taxes for. Yeah. Because they push it from the street into your driveway anyway. Yeah, they certainly will. Yeah, you're gonna be the king of the neighborhood. That's yeah. And you say, we get that guy over there with that tractor come over here. You'd be riding around. You'd be giving up your law practice. You'd be putting a sign on it. <laughs> right. It's the ultimate goal, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give it up and just plow snow at the old Ford. Right. But that's, so that's, so does your uncle remember when he, does he have like the original paperwork from that tractor? He does. He does, What yeah. did he pay for it new? Oh, I don't know. I didn't ask him. Um, I'm sure he remembers, though. I can yeah. ask him. Yeah. yeah. You got to get all that and put it it's together. probably... 4,000, I guess. If even that back yeah, then. Yeah, probably not. 
And, yeah. uh, and what did they use it for? Mostly brush hogging down there? Yeah, so they had a, a couple of larger tractors, probably okay. 50, 75 horse. That's a good size um, tractor, 50, 75 horsepower. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so the, the little Ford, which is a 13 horse, yeah. um, was... 13 horse, but diesel. Yes, it's a two-cylinder, two cylinder. naturally aspirated diesel right. engine. Right. Um, I think that was mostly for their garden. Okay. Um, I, I know they use the blade to regrade the driveway every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, don't get snow done. So it's on yeah. a, is it a straight blade or a box blade? Because usually... It's a straight blade. Okay, because lots of times people use box blades on gravel driveways. Yeah. There are driveways to, to, to level them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. no, this is not a box blade. Okay. Yeah. How come they had two brush hogs? Just a, you, uh, you uh, accumulate equipment. Oh, okay. Okay, so you're eventually going to get that other stuff and bring it up? Yeah, we need to go down and get that, yeah. Now, there were other tractors on the farm. What brands were they? Uh, there was another Ford okay. um, that had a cab. Um, I think I got a picture of that you showed me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it should be up on your website right. whenever this um, podcast, podcast drops. Posts, yeah. yeah. Um, and they don't have that one anymore. Okay. And then there's a, a Cub Cadet Okay. that is... I don't know how many horse. It's probably 50 horse. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, open cab. Nice. Yeah. It's a, it's a good size track, then. Yeah, yeah. It's, so now, all right. So now, we kind of knew, well, we didn't, we didn't explore it. Abby grew up in New Jersey. Um, well, th- through, high, she moved here in 10th grade, or 11th grade. And where did she move from? Uh, Connecticut. Oh, Connecticut, okay. Yeah, she's from Yankee. Summers. She's yeah. a Yankee. She's a, a Yankee from Summers, Connecticut. Yeah, Yankee, okay, from Summers, I don't know where Summers is. All right, so does, does she have it, I mean, does she doesn't have to, but she obviously has an affinity for animals like you do. Yes, definitely. All right, uh, does she have it, <clears throat> an affinity for the garden, for the rural agrarian lifestyle? Or She, she likes the... Um, <coughs> She likes the peacefulness. Okay. Uh, she, you know, being down on the farm, she enjoys that. I think she doesn't enjoy it as much as I do. Um, and yeah. She, she, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't like working in the garden. Okay. Um, but she, you know, uh, loves the vegetables and everything. Comes she loves the it. bounty of it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The bounty of the garden. Okay. Yeah. Here. So we have more jars of tomato sauce right now than I, I know. Oh, what and to she, do with. she canned them. Yeah. Yeah. She all right. Well, that's good. Yeah. You grow it with a can of. Yeah. It's I'd bad, rather yeah. grow it than can it. To I be would too. <laughs> it's a lot easier, but don't tell her that. Right. <laughs> you know? And you can always blame the weather. Right. So, uh, so now, <clears throat> now the, the home that you live in, uh, how, when, when did you buy that? Uh, February 1st, 2018. Oh, okay. So you have it a few years. Yes. <clears throat> was it was it new? Was it just built? No, no. It was the a house resale? was built in '86. I think. Oh, okay. And I'm the second owner. Okay, second owner. Okay. Yeah. 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 And where I live, it, it's it's uh, the neighborhood's very small. It's 37 houses okay. in, in our little little neighborhood. Um, and if you're standing in my driveway, it's it's like you're in the middle of nowhere. Nice. Um, but we're in the middle of everything. We're very close to everything. Okay. So it's it's kind of the best of both worlds, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Now, all right, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. And at this particular point, maybe Abby wants to stop listening if she listens <laughs> to this. All right. So I could be, I could, it, it, whatever. We'll see. We'll leave it. We'll put it to God. We said a prayer before we started. Can you see yourself moving to a larger parcel of land? I, yeah. And that's, it's not a secret. I mean, that's something I've, I've been very open about. 
And yeah. uh, if not living there, definitely owning something. Okay. Definitely owning something. Yeah. And maybe like a weekend place? That or maybe something is just close enough where I can get there and, and have okay. a Okay, so a live in town field. and then have a, and yeah. have a couple of acres and you could. Right, right. You, it, it, she's talked about livestock and things like that. And, okay. And I think her horizon is a little bit longer than mine. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's, that's life and that's a marriage. So. Right, right, of course. You work it out. It has yeah. to work for everybody. Everybody has to be in. Everybody has to be rolling in the same direction. Right, right. Right. Now, do you think, now, I'm obviously, whatever. I mean, this, this is a, a, a worthless question, but would you ever see yourself eventually, like, moving down to Alabama? I would. I don't think she would. Okay. I think she wants to stay in the Northeast. Okay. Yeah. So that nice place in Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, where we got married was was. Uh, that was a beautiful place. You sent me pictures. It was a gorgeous wedding, and Abby looked gorgeous, and you looked you. so handsome. And, and when you and, and you had that the, the the jacket, and you had something inside the jacket. I think I saw in a picture, like some kind of print or something inside yeah. the liner. What is that? So, uh, in I guess it was the nineties. My grandmother in Alabama had a, a painting done of the farm, okay. uh, an aerial shot of the farm, uh, and all the cows were together in, in one part of the pasture. It, was, it came out very, very nice. Um, and so for the wedding, I had a, a tailored jacket made. Um, so did you get married in that jacket? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you didn't wear a tuxedo? No, no, no. Just a, a blazer, black blazer, okay. uh, tan or uh, gray pants. Uh, and for the liner of the jacket, the the... Um, uh, I, I don't know what the tailor, whatever, yeah. whatever they call them. Um, they were able to take that photo and make that photo the liner. That's a, I've never seen anything like that. I didn't know they could do it either. Um, and it, so we had a fitting at my house, and and uh, they said, you know, we can do a custom one if you want to do a custom one. It wasn't very expensive, and I, I thought that was a great. I, I thought it was so unique. My sister actually was the one that came up with using that photo. Really? Yeah, because she was there. Uh, and I thought that was a great idea. I thought I, mean, I swore I, I didn't know what I was looking at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a farm. It's a it's, a it's beautiful little hobby farm. Um, well, that probably speaks more of your heart than anything. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You know, it speaks more, more of your heart than uh, than all. And now you would say you would, and I'm, I'm I'm prying, and I forgive me for it, right? But I think that you had mentioned earlier on in the podcast that that you and Abby may want to start a family down in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're hoping to have some children? Uh, I'm hoping, yeah, yeah. I Unfortunately, we waited a little bit long, um, and so I'm in my, I'm 37. Okay. Uh, it's yeah, not yeah, ideal, but it's not My socks too, are older than that, <laughs> It's not too late, though, and yeah. so, no. you know, it's it's uh, something that if we're going to do it, we got to do it now. Yeah. Um, well, but, when, in God's timing. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, I guess I don't have fully control over yeah, it. In, in God's timing. I mean, you're very, you're both young, so it's not the... It's not. To, I mean, maybe compared to somebody who had family at twenty-five years old, you think that you've missed the boat, but you haven't. Right. You haven't missed the boat, and look at it that way. You're both established. You have a good career. Your relationship is solid. You have a home. Right. right? You have a tractor. That's right. going to be <laughs> You have a tractor. You got a diesel pickup truck. Yes. Right. Sort of thing. But no. But realistically, you're positioned now in your life with Abby. From my perspective, this is a third-party observation, is that you could, that Abby could be a stay-at-home mommy. Right. <clears throat> right. That, yeah, I think that's that she could be a stay-at-home mommy. That you could, that you, that you could support a family. Mm-hmm. That you have, because if you would have started, you know, people start a family early, and that it's not easy. Right. Right. And so my mom stayed home with us. She worked in the house. She ran a daycare out of the house. Okay. But I grew up with 
a mother at home, and I, right. I, I think they're, I, I think it's really good for the development of if you can afford it. Not right. everybody can do it. But. Right. Well, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna correct the council on that. You think it is important? Okay. okay? <laughs> Say it with confidence. Okay. All right. You in deposition. Right. I'm right. deposing you. Say it with confidence. It is important. Well, for the sometimes mother. I try to hedge. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you don't know how the jury's gonna read that. Right. <laughs> but the, no, it is. It is so important. And you know, my wife, being a school teacher in the kinder, well, elementary school, in the past number of years, kindergarten, is that the the children that are the most solid, for lack of better descriptive terms, mm -hmm. are the ones that have a mom and dad, and the mommy is at home. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I you mean, know, the solid family foundation. Right. And, and you know, I'm not. And uh, please, anybody who wants, I'm, if you are, if that, if you cannot do that, I'm not knocking you. By mm -hmm. no means, I'm not being judgmental of you. But I think we also have to, in a world according to Ray once more, but the thing is that we have to look introspectively. Lots of people can't afford that because of the decisions they made to put themselves into debt mm -hmm. that doesn't allow them. Right. It's different if life did that to you. But if your credit card did that to you, <laughs> then that's a whole different... You know, right, right. That you know, uh, that's you know, stealing the apple off the cart because you're hungry, not because you want to steal it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I think that, that I think that's wonderful. And uh, so, if you have a little boy, God willing, mm -hmm. right, you're gonna show him the farm. Oh, definitely, definitely. If yeah, you, yeah. I mean, I, I <clears> think that would. Uh, I would at least use that as an impetus to buy some property. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we don't have to live there, but he's going to need a place to ride his dirt bike. He's That's gonna right. He's going to need a place to, to play. And, so. he's, and you're going to need a place to, to become one with the soil. And right. you are a, a blessing to my podcast. You're a blessing to the audience. I mean, that's it, Sam. I'm not, well, using, that, I'm not using that word just rotely, all right, because you have taken your love for the land, your love for agriculture, your love for God's creation, your love for mechanical things, and you've put them all together, and you've made something of it that would not normally fit that mold. Well, thank you. That's, a, that's quite a compliment, especially coming from you. Well, I don't I know if it's compliment. <laughs> probably not a compliment for me. But the thing, basically, is that you know, sincerely, is that you didn't look. You didn't. You know. You you th you thought out of the box, and all of the things your dad showing you, your your uncle and your dad finishing the second story of the house, mm -hmm. your dad showing you how to do breaks. Right. You getting a CDL license. All right. So you 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 brought this all together, and from my perspective. If you don't, if you, and you know, Abby having her walk in life would, because if you're, at whatever level, if you're dealing with handicapped people, you have to have a certain heart. Yeah, yeah, and she it, has. And it also gives you a certain appreciation for the blessings of not being handicapped mm -hmm. that all too often we could take for granted. Right, right, yeah, yeah, that's certainly true. You know, so her being able to see, and then you know to be able to to see that and to and to, and to tell a child, well, this is this is Nelly, mm -hmm. and this is where Nelly came from. Right. You know, Nelly didn't have a good life. Nelly didn't have, well, but Nelly had hope. The good Lord, and you know, it it was not happenstance that you look got up that morning right. and looked out the window. No, I believe that. If you think it was, you're fooling yourself. No, no, no. Yeah. It wasn't happenstance. So, and for you to not take that in such a, you, for you guys not to take that in such a needy world today and pass that on to another generation of 4C, mm -hmm. people, family, then I think that you would be doing the world and the blessings of your life and injustice, my personal opinion. Well, thank you, Ray. 
Thank you. You know, I mean, that would be wonderful. That's such a wonderful backstory, such a foundation to give to give a little boy, a little girl. I, 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 I really wish they could have every experience that I've had. You know, it's... Uh, if the world had every experience you had to get you to your career path, mm -hmm. but also it wasn't just career experiences, it was life experience, we would not be in the situation that we are today <laughs> in the world. I'm serious. Well, thank you. I'm serious. You know, because it, you became, you know, people say you're a, you're, you're, you're a byproduct of your environment or what have you. Well, you are a byproduct of your environment mm -hmm. because you don't need to have a PhD in all of those things to have eyes that see them right. and understand them and understand that maybe somebody can't go to law school mm -hmm. because of circumstances mm -hmm. and everybody can't be a lawyer, everybody can't be a farmer, but to be able to have that exposure is, is, is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's it. Uh, I got very lucky, I guess. You were blessed. Uh, yes, yeah. You you were blessed, and to have your mom and dad to support you in that, mm -hmm. because that kind of been there's probably some late night conversations between your parents yeah. when well, you decide to want to go to law school, right, right. and we got to pay for this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not only does he want to do this, we got to pay for it. You right. know. <laughs> yeah, it's, I. It must Thank have God been your sister got married and got right. out of the house. Maybe she knew something. <laughs> Yeah, it's I, I, I they they must have they must have been floored, but you know it, it, it's worked out. And, and well, it's more than it's more than worked out. It was God's plan for your life, and you followed it. Yeah, I mean, so really, that's what it boils down to. Is I mean, you worked hard. <clears throat> he gave you the ability, the intelligence, and the opportunity mm -hmm. to do it. And you, you uh, I never realized that that bar, that studying for that bar test was so so grueling. Yeah, so it, especially in Delaware is, so California is known as the hardest bar exam. That's because it's three hours longer than Delaware. Um, I have a good friend, I actually just got back from her wedding, who is barred in Delaware and California. And she said by far Delaware is harder because it goes much deeper into the knowledge, okay. deeper into the, into the law. Um, they probably got more laws out there too. Uh, in California, yeah, definitely. Um, but it, it doesn't matter the jurisdiction. Okay. They're, all, they're all difficult. Now, why would attorney choose to be barred? I can understand you being barred in the states, in this tri-state area, but why would you want to be in Delaware and California? Why would she want to be in? She went to law school in California. Okay. Uh, and that's that she just got out of law school and, and took the bar there. Oh, okay. Uh, she's from Delaware, so she oh, moved okay. back so that's, home. Okay, so that was her impetus to yeah. come home. Yeah, exactly. That was her impetus to come home. Well, it's, uh, that, okay, that makes sense now. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So now, if you're not barred in the state, you cannot practice there. Well, that's generally true. Um, there's something called an admission pro hoc vice, uh, and it's a limited admission just for um, a certain, for a case for one case. So I'm admitted. I'm not barred in New Jersey. And okay. that's, that's on purpose. Um, but uh, I'm admitted right now in one case in New Jersey that I'm representing a client. Okay. Um, and and I, I'm admitted pro hoc vice. They call okay. it. Okay. And your law firm, Reed Smith. Mm -hmm. Right, and I want to thank Reed Smith because I know you have to approve this first. Yes, yeah. right, and I want to thank them. Not yeah. that Mr. Reed Smith cares about me, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but the thing is to thank them for allowing you to do this. And so they don't have an issue with you because they have an office in New Jersey. Yes, they have a Princeton office. I work out of it pretty regularly. But honestly. you're dealing with Delaware cases. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that doesn't bother them. That what? No, 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 no. Um, I think as long as you're doing. Uh, high quality work you're doing good okay. work um you know they and you're you're um you know servicing the client um you can, can kind of make it you're a professional so right. you can you can kind of uh you know 
do what works for you. So when a client comes in, a case, a potential case comes in, right? Mm -hmm. So somebody in the law firm decides what attorney gets that case? A lot of times it'll come in through what's called the relationship lawyer. And that's, okay. that's the person who knows like the outside GC, uh, general right. counsel. It right. uh, could be a business oh, person. Oh, general contractor. No. <laughs> that's a blue collar. <laughs> oh, another general contractor. Right. He on the sheetrock. Joey, come over here. Um, but they'll, uh, that, that lawyer, the relationship lawyer, will know who in the firm, and they may not know exactly who, but where to ask okay. for who has the, the technical right. specialty. Okay. Uh, and it'll, it'll, you know, sometimes go to the office in Chicago and the lawyers in Chicago will have oh, okay. it. Okay, Or California or whatever. So it does, yeah. so, so you could, okay. Okay, I yeah. see. It's because like when I'm using an automotive analogy, and you know, when you come into work, you worked in a Mazda dealer, you say, well, this job comes in and that's a clutch job. Well, don't give it to this guy because he'll mess that up. He's mm -hmm. good with power windows and interior work. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, exactly the same. Okay. Yep. Okay. Well, well, this has been, it's been wonderful to get to know you. It's been a blessing. And as we get ready to close here, and I'm going to put you on the spot, counselor. Okay. I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm the judge in this particular <laughs> instance. Without the cloak, right? Come into my cloak room, right? right? And uh, Chambers. But the, chow Chambers, right? Chambers. Cloak room is Senate, I think, right? Or Congress or I something. Think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Senate, yeah, uh, Chambers. So come into my Chambers when I talk to you. But the thing is that... Uh, <clears throat> It's going to be very hard for you to answer this, and I don't mean to put you on the spot. Okay. But to the audience, mm -hmm. all right, so if you were to give some advice to the audience out there, people are listening to this, whether they're young, whether they're old, about following their dream, following their passion, following their, what do you think you would tell them? Take a chance. Take a chance? Take a chance and do it. Take a chance to do it. Most Trust in yourself. Most people don't regret what they did. They regret what they didn't do. Take a chance and do it. Excellent. And don't be afraid to fail, right? Don't be afraid. Yeah, everybody fails. Everyone fails. Everyone fails. Yeah. And you learn more from your failures than your successes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful advice. The audience can't see it, but I'm going to shake your hand, my friend. Thank if you I don't knock much. down the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to thank you so much for spending time with us. I want to thank you for introducing your, your wife to us in a roundabout way. And uh, you're blessed to have her and uh, you've had a blessed life. I've had the opportunity to talk to your dad on the telephone the other day, thank you, because he's got a 2024 Duramax. He's very, very proud of that truck. He's very, it's a beautiful truck. He showed me pictures. It's gorgeous. I thought he was pulling an RV with it. Is that an, well, tell him if he ever wants to get out of a flooring business, he can go into a part-time business delivering RVs. Yeah, that's true. Because he's got the perfect truck for it. He's got to put a gooseneck uh -huh. and one of those swivel ones. So it's got a gooseneck on one side and a fifth wheel on the other. Okay, yeah. And then a tr bumper, you know, tra regular truck. Mm -hmm. Pull behind hitch, and he's in the RV towing business. Uh, he might, he might do that as. That's I, I thought for sure he had an RV. Yeah, because that's a single axle crew cab, you know, three one ton diesel yeah, pickup truck. Yep. You know, two thousand twenty four Chevy, beautiful. God bless him. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, so I had a chance to talk to him, and it's been wonderful getting to know about you, and uh, and I have to commend your your passion, and for you staying true to your passions no matter what you do during the week you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying you're 9 to 5 and you're a perfect example to the audience of that you could have your passion you could have multiple passions and you don't necessarily have to paint yourself into a box well thank you Ray and, and, and let me just thank you I thought I knew automotive things and technical things and then I started listening to you and I was astonished at 
what I thought was correct was flat wrong. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> it probably still is flat wrong when I told you. <laughs> I've learned a lot listening to you, and I, well, I really value you and, and well, value thank our you friendship. So much. And thank you. Well, thank you so much. And, uh, but, you know, you work from Vazda deals. Is that really a car? You know? <laughs> Mm, I don't know. You don't remember the commercials mm, and they had them rotary <laughs> engines. Yep. So listen, I want to thank you so much, my friend. It was wonderful getting to know you. It was wonderful sharing this time with you and uh, sharing with the audience. And uh, and I'm going to put you on the spot again. Okay. If if somebody from the audience and and sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. If they would ever like to communicate with you, mm -hmm. and they would email me at Hot Rod Farmer, would you be willing to open up a dialogue? Absolutely, with yeah, yeah. I'm happy to talk to anybody. Um, if you have questions, because there's somebody may be wanting to go on a law path. Yeah, there may be a safety clean guy right now. Right, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to. I, I would, I would, much like you are, are happy to. to you know, uh, give a transfer of knowledge, so am I. Well, thank you. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. So what we're going to do is we're going to call it quits for today. We could go on much longer, but I know you have those wonderful two dogs, those wonderful two cats. You have a wonderful new wife. You have a great mom and dad that supported you. Plus, he's got a new Chevy truck, so how bad could that be? All right. GMC. GMC, all right, all right, top of the line, baby. All right, the, no leather seats, though. He said, do you no, want leather? No, he did right. not want leather. You got a little diesel out there, baby diesel, you know, and uh, and a Ford, an old Ford tractor with family history, but please put together that family history because that's what's going to make it important yeah. for you when you have that son or right. daughter. Right. Farm one. her, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's a good TV show, Farmer. Yeah. Farmer. And put that all together. And I want to thank you so much again. And who knows next time where we will be on the road, but we will be on the road someplace to somebody just as passionate about agriculture or firing orders or both as our guest today is Mr. Forsee. 